Welcome to The Common Room with Brady Green and Ashley McFadden. Welcome to The Common Room. Yes, episode 12 is coming your way. Welcome along to one of the best radio shows on the Unicast. Well, in our honest opinion, it is the best. I am your host, Brayden Green, and I am joined by my great co-host, who is... Ashley McFadden. Yes, I'm the best. You're the best. We're all the best. Everything at uni is the best. Yes, if you haven't tuned into the show before, we love talking about the things that have been going on around campus, around UniSA, maybe even around Uni of Adelaide, even Flinders, but we talk about more the world these days, don't we, Ash? What's going on out there? Well, I don't know if you've heard the devastating and sad news that West End Brewery has closed down Well, it hasn't closed down. It will close down. It will, yes. End of the year, it's said to close down, and it's quite sad. It's been an iconic brewery in South Australia for many, many years. It was first built in 1886, would you believe, that brewery site. So we're hoping it's not... We're not going to get demolished during this process, I don't think. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of questions over this at the moment, isn't there? Now, for interstate people, this has been a national... Well, South, you wouldn't call it national. What would you call it? It's been a patriotic uh, South Australian national... What would, what would you call that? I'd call it a devastating <laughs> thing to happen to all <laughs> South Australians everywhere. Yeah, but it's been basically the favourite brew for a long time. And in recent times, more creations of craft beer and COVID and other factors have led them to pull out of South Australia. So what I've heard, that brewing place hasn't actually been producing beer for the last few years. It's been mainly based in spirits. Really? Yeah. Is, now, is that is that rumour or...? Well, that's rumours from what I hear. There's rumours from me. Well, I haven't seen that stated in any newspaper anywhere. Would be interesting if West End does not get in contact. We're not going to, you know, have a go at you or anything. It'd just be genuinely interesting learning that. But I mean, I have other questions. Not just, I mean, obviously, I feel sorry for the people that have lost their job from yes, this whole definitely. period. I'm also interested how it's actually going to affect a lot of the sports teams in SA because West End actually sponsors a heck of a lot. We know a local cricket team, the Redbacks. A lot of us know them as the West End Redbacks. For yes. a heck of a long time. They've sponsored cricket for a long time. They're also a massive supporter as the, of the SANFL. And another question I have, what's going to happen to the chimney stacks? Because whoever wins the SANFL premiership is painted on the top. Are we going to lose that tradition? That tradition has been gone for ages. Years and years that's been going, as long as I can remember, which is not actually that long. But what would happen to the brewery lights? Well, that is the biggest trauma that's going to happen to this country if that disappears. There's, there's we a lose the Christmas display. We're already losing it due to COVID because we can't have mass gatherings. But what if it's never there again? That's a, I don't. I don't know because they have sponsors. For I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure there was the Channel Seven news helicopter, and that would be considered a sponsor, wouldn't it? You would have thought so, but pretty sure it wasn't. If it gets redeveloped, if they yeah. have to knock down large areas of that for redevelopment, that might not even be there. That embankment. Yeah. That's that's crazy to think. I mean, the whale is my favourite Christmas, probably one of my favourite Christmas displays. To be honest, it's a, it's it's a bit weird when I say it out loud. A whale is my favourite thing. Is the whale and uh, what is it? Thor, the thunder god, smashing his hammer in this volcano. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but the thing that I remember most about West End is that 
It's been an icon for so long. They've created great memorabilia. I've got West End, um, like, cans, basically, red tins of Port Adelaide when they won the premiership in 2004. They created just basically this nice little bit of memorabilia. So there's a lot of it out there. And the West End ads, I don't know if you remember them on TV. Some of them were classic. I would say all the West End ads in Australia's they had classic ads. You remember those? The big the one, ad, yeah, the, the one where the they one assaulted that... Victoria. Oh yes, <laughs> they were they were classic for that. So there was a basically it was basically this ad where they would say "Come to South Australia" and it was raining and these people were walking through ditches and mud and everything. And then it would cut to real where these guys really were in South Australia. He said, "Where'd you get all the images from? Oh, Victoria, of course." <laughs> so, so, <laughs> So I, I like that banter. I like, you know, you either drunk West End or you drunk um, VB. So Ugh. a lot of the rivalry. Oh, no, it's only opinion. It's only opinion. <laughs> well, luckily, uh, we've got quite a few craft beer places in SA that could potentially buy it. I Is don't... that lucky, though? Because they're the reason, one of the reasons why they've gone broke. Well, it means the well, site broke, will but... still be used to brew the brews. That, if someone buys it. Yes, I doubt any of them are in a position to buy anything like that, that sort of infrastructure at the moment, what with the COVID and recession going on. I hope someone But does. if someone can, what an investment, what a prime location. I feel like, yeah, not even just the location that you've bought the West End site would be quite a, you know, how, how do you it's explain it? It's a brag. It's it is. a statement. It's a bit of a brag and a bit of a statement. And it's I th- historic. And you've got... Well, the advertisement because they it wasn't that long ago that they redeveloped it and you had that glass on the outside and you can actually look in a lot more so yes yes it's going to be interesting this one and, I, and to all the workers out there we do generally do jet not generally genuinely <laughs> genuinely do feel sorry for them and hope they can find some work yeah, especially considering down the road coca-cola shut its doors quite a few years ago as well well, it sounds like to me, don't work for a business on that street. Yeah, maybe it's cursed. Oh, my gosh. When do you think about it? There's, it's quite sad when you look at our manufacturing that's gone down. Holden, of course. Oh, yes. Mitsubishi, all those years ago. Um, we have the old Cadbury factory as well, not too far away from there, even near the old brickworks. So it, it, it does... It It's... It's hard, isn't it, to look at... I think it's hard, personally, when you look at your state and you see just empty factories. Uh, there's nothing more devastating than looking at empty factories, places where, which could have employed hundreds, if not thousands of people working yeah. on production lines. Well, and far out, when Holden was up and about. That, goodness gracious me. Uh, I mean, I know I'm a bit biased that my father worked there and my great-grandfather well, worked at the Woodward plant. And that pretty point. much all the north of Adelaide, basically, didn't yeah, it? I'm not kidding you. I knew at least eight people at school. Oh, yeah, my dad works for Holden, too. Oh, my dad works for Holden, too. It was crazy. And they had these... Holden had good events, too. Holden had... There's three events that I can remember. The, the event where you'd go down to... Um, there was basically... They did this... Company it was a couple of times or once where they opened the factory and they showed you basically how they build the body of the car, which was really interesting. They showed how all the robots work. The other one they used to have the social club was a picnic. You'd go down to Angerston and they'd hire the whole oval for the entire day and they'd have like 300 meter races, tug of war, all these great family events. And every kid that entered got a bag of of um, lollies. 
basically. And then also the other one was the Christmas party, which was actually at Holden itself, where they bought all these free rides in, and kids can go to and they have free ice creams there, free drinks. And then the best part of all, if you were a kid of a worker, you got a gift until the age, I think it was 13. So every year you'd go up and get a free gift from them. It was amazing. And it's sad to think that companies that gave a lot to our state are no longer there and we're not producing as much. No, it's a sad state of affairs the world is in. What we want with these big companies is all the money they bring. (laughs) Having events like that, you can't have that with the smaller places just struggling to get by. We want big manufacturing companies to come in. Yeah, well, we want a mix, really. We just well, want ideally jobs. you'd have a mix, but you want... I'll take the big ones. <laughs> True. I mean, in the end, we just want jobs. You know, I think it's very sad that we have a very, very small amount of cars now produced in Australia. We still have the the um, new Brabham, which is, if you haven't looked at this car, it's made in Adelaide, and let's just say it's bloody quick. <laughs> All right, seriously recommend checking it out. These guys haven't sponsored it. It is just it will give some of these supercars a run for their money. <laughs> so. Well, when South Australians do manufacture things, and Australians in general, we do do it at a very high quality. Well, we have RM Williams now, and that's re- that's going up in the year now. And they've now recently been bought by Australians again. So that's going to be a really interesting. What else do you, can you remember being made in South Australia? Well, when we... Well, if we're going back in time, <laughs> if we're going back in time, we've done we've so got... much manufacturing. Now, give me a minute. I've got one. <laughs> no, we had a well, the whole of Gawler, our hometown, was a big manufacturing site when it was first settled. Uh, the Martins um, train manufacturing used to make trains for the entire country in the small town of Gawler. Oh. Steam locomotives. Yeah, it's kind of sad that we've lost that. We we make the subcore, of course, down in Adelaide. We make. Submarines are basically for yeah. the Australian defence. Uh, billion dollar submarine projects. And frigates. We make it at a very good high quality as well. And we got the frigates as well. Melba's Chocolate Factory. We can do chocolate well. We can we can do chocolate bloody well. I think Hague's Factory. Hague's and uh, the new one out in the, the Neary as well. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's hope for us yet, and I hope. Why you people may be listening to this and may be wondering why two uni students having a whinge that we don't make anything? It's just. We want to see our economy prosper. We That'd want to see nice. people in jobs. That'd be nice. And, you know, we always complained about unions where we don't have jobs. Well, this is one of the reasons for it. Yes. So if you're out there thinking of investing in South Australia or Australia in general, please do. And we do it to a high standard. All the things we make, West End's a very good brew. It's not like vinegar you have to drink. It's really good. <laughs> not vinegar. It's not vinegar. It's really I, nice beer. I it's, think... But the th- Cooper's Factory, Cooper's is a good beer. Uh, Balfour's make really good pies. We, we have re- a high standard of making things. and We, have, we make really good wine. <laughs> we make we make the best wine in the world. Some of the best wine in the world. Barossa, Clare Valley. God, do you want me to keep going? <laughs> I mean, far out. Riverland makes really good just for your general stock as well. I mean, there's a lot to do. But anyway, I think it's time for a music break. Ash, you are listening to The Common Room on Unicast. It's Yena time. Yena, mate, Yena. Ash, first one's off for you. More companies will look to manufacture in Australia now that RM Williams has been back in Australian hands. 
I definitely think there's no reason why companies shouldn't be building in Australia. We've got all the resources right here. But that wasn't the question. We've got all the... That wasn't the question. We've got all the... You can keep justifying it. Okay, yeah, they're going to because someone's done it and then it'll open the floodgates. For people that don't know, Andrew Twiggy Forrest has bought RM Williams. So that's basically why this question has come along and it's good to see them back in Australia hands because they're made here in Salisbury. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, pretty sure it's Salisbury. Oh, somewhere, isn't it? <laughs> it, is, it is Salisbury. I'm telling you, I've done the research. Okay, next one's for me. I've got a question for you. It's a yes-no question. Is having a hobby cool? Yeah, everyone's got hobbies. But is having a hobby cool? A hobby doesn't need to be cool. So it's a nah. Hobbies aren't cool. But but they can be. Some hobbies can be. Uh, some hobbies. Name one cool hobby. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Model trains. Ooh. That's not cool. Collecting insects. They're cool to the person, but out like you. Once may... you're outside the group, <laughs> it's not cool. Yeah. It's not cool to have a hobby. It's not cool to have a hobby. That's probably, that's probably stamp cheap. Man, collection. That's it's not cool to collect Pokemon cards unless they sell for like a million dollars online. Then it's sweet money. That's just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably got a point there. Hobbies yeah. aren't cool. You've heard it here on Unicast. <laughs> we're really breaking it. You know, we really break the big news. In Don't the... write in, man. <laughs> Don't at me. Yeah, that's that's what we're going to get emails for. We're going to get all the. We're going to get the model train enthusiast club. and the stamp collectors, and they're all going to write in saying, "Actually, it is cool," and we won't get it because we haven't got a PO box. Have you been to the model train in, um, show in Adelaide? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, actually. I have. <laughs> yes, I have. I've gone twice. Yeah. <laughs> It's a big shed, and all the men are just standing around it looking proud. Yeah. I was 19. <laughs> yeah. Picking up girls uh, didn't work. Yeah. On Friday night, I went. <laughs> Friday night, I went down to yeah. the hobby trains. Everyone's over 80. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. What is, um, it's me next, isn't it? Okay. It's fine to let the Kiwis back into South Australia when Victorians can't come back in due to the lockdown. Yes, and I would have said that before <laughs> lockdown as well. It's an interesting one, though, because... I, I love Kiwis. They're great. Yeah, everyone everyone loves Kiwis. I'm I not... prefer them to Melbourne <laughs> Is that controversial to say? They're so up themselves with their <laughs> avocado lattes. <laughs> New Zealand, that's where it's at. I mean, I feel what I do feel though is sorry for the people like they basically there's been a hard border for so long. So I feel sorry for the regional Victoria that haven't had cases for so long until Shepparton recently, and they still can't get home or see their family. And yeah, it's definitely worse. In. It's definitely worse for those border communities that one side of it is only they have to have a hard line like a kilometer out of their town. Yeah, or I, even in their town in some places. So it's a bit rough. What do you offer me? All right. Does Master Chef Junior prove that cooking really isn't that hard? <laughs> yes or no? Nah. Because <laughs> those t- those kids are more, way more talented than me. But they're so small. They're so small. But doesn't that it make you feel be... bad about yourself? Wow, I can't. 
I can't do that at all. I, you know, these, these small children can do it. Cooking can't be that hard, is it? It's just ki- making things hot. Some kids ate a tempering chocolate and everything. I'm like, what was I doing? Or was I? Oh, what was I doing? Playing with my model train. <laughs> yes. Okay. I've never felt so more untalented when it. So yeah, they can show their talents. It was like when you have spelling bee competitions. Like I cannot spell half of those words. No, I was in a show where we had to do a spelling bee in the show, and I spelled the words wrong, which was bad for the plot because I had to win. <laughs> but you've got a script. I got the script, and I still spelled it wrong. There we go. That's a lot of pressure. It is so much pressure to spell a word right. And you have to get it right, <laughs> otherwise the whole show falls to bits. Opening sh- night, spells it wrong. Was this the show that you were called Fat in? Yes, I got a review <laughs> and they called me Fat. That's not a review. That's not a review. <laughs> oh, oh, that was hilarious. Okay, selling corporate boxes for the pageant was wrong. Oh, this one I'm actually like a bit on the fence with because what? it wasn't... It wasn't just like a corporate box for like hoity toits. It was like a bar and a, like they had uh, food supplied. And so it's not like just the seats. It's the experience and the food and drinks. And also it fits 16 people in it. So like you divide that up. That's probably... Where was the money going though? That is the question I would like to know. Yeah, because if it's going to the stadium management authority, then no. But I think... It, it still eats into that crowd number of how many people can be let in. Yes. And then the other thing is the average Joe is not going to be able to afford a corporate box. They're not no, cheap. But they're corporate boxes for a reason. They'll go to a corporation involved with it, someone sponsoring the pageant maybe. We hope. We don't know. That's the problem. Yeah, but We don't know. Yeah, we don't know because it could be a corporate box that are just because when you buy... I could be wrong. If so, if someone's listening from the stadium management sorry, my understanding is when you have a corporate boxes for Adelaide Oval and then you can pick the packages that you want. So I know there's corporate boxes where you go to every event. So you'll go to concerts, you'll go to, you know, monster trucks. If they go, well, whatever, every football game, every cricket game whatsoever. And those selling for $1,000. I don't think there'll ever be a pageant again because you can make so much money charging people to go into the Oval. No one will ever want to put on a free pageant again. Like well, you can make so much moolah, a thousand dollars for a box. Yeah, but people want to go pay and see a free pageant. Yeah, make the money. <laughs> you're advertising the pharmacy who sponsors it, plus you're buying, getting money from the ticket sales. You're just making money here. It's great. <laughs> what do you got for me? All right. Uh, in the Toy Story universe, are the wooden blocks conscious? How do you even think of a yeah no like this? All right, so in the Toy Story <laughs> universe, I'll explain more working. In the Toy Story universe, all the toys are alive. I think we're aware of this. So you've got the dolls, obviously. And then you've got the uh, telephone on the wheels. He can't talk because he hasn't got a mouth, except through the receiver. Yeah. I like but that. If, that, was a, that was a good If detail. you're like a block, a child's block, say a brick of a Lego, is that a conscious piece of Lego? But Does that, it only become conscious when it's built into some sort of mythical dragon? <laughs> At what point is this block turned into a thing? Is it is it like blood? If you know blood. what I mean, it's like <laughs> is it like blood? It's like part of something, but it's only. Do you get what I mean? So, like when you make it, it becomes it's part of something. So you're looking, for example, that could be like a dinosaur's hand. So yeah. it's not conscious. 
until it's, it's connected part. to the whole dinosaur. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting theory you have for... Probably not so much the blood, more like a bone, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably a bit disturbing like that a- if we just see random bones. Every- <laughs> when you put it in that... Th- it's more like a coral reef and there's different organisms that create the coral. I think that's a nicer analogy than your blood analogy <laughs> that you seem so obsessed with. But if I was in the Toy Story universe, I just know I'd be a block and I won't be able to do anything. I'm just looking out going, yep, I'm a block. <sighs> oh, I've been thrown around again. Depressing. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be a Jenga block. Oh, no. <laughs> That'd be torture. <laughs> don't pick me. Don't pick, pick me. Don't pick me. Everything's on top of me. Ah! No, oh, I wouldn't want to be a skittle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Get bashed by balls every day. Yep. <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay. Last one for me for you. And that is the Bathurst 1000 will still be the best Australian race, despite Holden no longer giving any backing. So no like factory backing. There'll be no factory team anymore. Hmm. Interesting. Well, of course, my wife would say the best race in Australia is the Tour Down Under. Okay, so you're probably let me change talking it. about best car motor racing. race. Best motor race? Everyone knows the best cycling race is the Tour Down Under. <laughs> Damn right it is. In Australia. <laughs> Everyone in the, in the Tour de France are just like, excuse me. <laughs> Actually, anyway, I think anyway back to the motor race. Motor race? You do need the corporate sponsor. I'm afraid you do. They give all the excitement with the concerts and the branding and all the marketing but the and the, but the but advertising. That's, but that's not the point. The corporate, they're the, the sponsor of the teams. They're not the actual event. Uh, I don't know. You need a bit of money behind it to get these things going, especially after COVID. People won't yeah, be able to... Yeah, but you're still getting that from the sponsor event. The sponsor of the event. Like Super Cheap Auto this year was the sponsor. Do you get what I mean? What I'm saying is, is it going to be the same now that you won't have that Holden versus Ford rivalry? No Holden versus Ford? There won't be any fights in the street over <laughs> which is the better car. Technically, look, technically we're still going to have Holden. It definitely needs to be broadened out. We can't just have two races. We need as many in there as we can. Look, we're still going to have we're still going to have Holden versus Ford next year, but the year after that, it looks like we're going to have Camaros. So, which Ooh. are GM, which is Chevrolet. So you still get that Holden versus Ford because Chevrolet is part of General Motors, which is I'm not going to go into all so of complicated that. modern. <laughs> yeah, modern is manufacturing of, is just so complicated. You can't just be loyal to one brand. The it's manufacturing episode by on everyone. the Camaro. <laughs> So, I shouldn't talk over yeah. you like that. Have you got any last one for me? All right. This is a tricky one for your brain. Are superhero films sci-fi? What? Would you put superhero films in the genre of sci-fi? I'd put superhero movies now as their own genre. As in their all... own genre? Yeah. Separate, like fantasy yeah. or so, crime? Oh, like... I don't know how to answer that either, you know, because I genuinely think the amount of superhero movies that we've had recently with the rivalry between Marvel and DC, of course. I mean, we're getting a super... There was points where we were getting at least, I'd say, three or four a year, if not more. If you're going to put it in a category, would it be sci-fi? Or would you say it fits more in sci-fi. a crime no, I'd say or sci-fi. detective thriller? I've never looked at Midsummer Murders and gone, hmm, I wonder if he could fly to the criminal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sci-fi. It's a sci-fi? Yeah, it's a sci-fi. Like Why? What have you got? Oh, I reckon it's a sci-fi. 
obviously. He's from space, isn't he? <laughs> you, you, you're just like, let's make Braden sound like an idiot by making it sound like it's a crime. No, that's you, obvious. you baited me. Superman's from space. It's obviously a sci-fi. I'd say it's as sci-fi as What's Spock Batman then? Or he's got gadgets. He's like Inspector Gadget, which was a sci-fi as well. Because he's got gadgets. Because he's got gadgets. Because he's got gadgets, sci-fi. We're going to leave it at that. Another great If you've got magic, it's fantasy. If you've got gadgets, it's sci-fi. That's how you tell them apart, kids. You'll get an HD in that project, I'm sure. And we're going to leave it on that. That was Yeah. Now you are listening to The Common Room on Unicast. Anyway, Ash, when's have you ever been in a situation where you've been in an argument and you I better hold my tongue here, otherwise it's going to get nasty? Uh, I think everyone's been in that situation and you know what the best thing to do is? Hold your tongue. Yeah, you know, everyone hold your tongue. Well, guess what? Um, it's happened in the AFL world, on the professional sport, and um, basically to give you some context, the um, GWS Giants have lost a lot of players recently to other teams, whether that be financial reasons, they want to get senior opportunities, they want more money, yada, 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 all those reasons, right? And so, of course, there's a lot of stories that come from this that get published and everything spoken about. So Mitch Cleary, who's an AFL journalist for AFL Media, does a ripping job in my personal view, probably if one of the best journos out there. Um, basically, um, he had written these stories and... Um, the GWS uh, social media account handler, let's call him, may have had a bit of a dig. Ooh, oh dear. What is On he Twitter. <laughs> is it regrettable? Well, this was back in April. Good to see you're hitting your quota of daily Giants contract stories. Sleepy face emoji. Seven names in a nine-minute podcast is a good effort. Mitch Cleary's gone back at them. When they stop leaving, we'll stop talking about them. And then they went on to say, the official AFL website this week, Jezza to Geelong, where did Cogs nearly go? A team of ex-giants, Williams as gettable, Perryman as fascinating case, and it's only Thursday lunchtime. <laughs> so quite a bit of a public spat, you know? You know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should probably stop. Um, we're now in October. Their biggest player has just announced and he's leaving. <laughs> Another one. And who's this one? This is Jeremy Cameron. He's one of the most paid up. <laughs> their most expensive, probably their, arguably their most expensive player, their best player, and he's off to go to Geelong. So the tweet hasn't aged very well for that, you know, for that um, social media. And I want to think, has there been situations... Where you've been, or me or you've been in those situations where there's times where something hasn't aged very well or something you, you just wish you held your tongue. Or is it the other way? Are you glad you not held your tongue? Because my question is from this, how far do you go in oh, an argument? That's a hard and one when to say. Do, and when do you know to stop? Uh, that is also hard. Once you're in the moment and you see red, it's hard to stop. Um, yeah. I tell you what, I try and avoid all of these. <laughs> I just avoid arguments. If someone's got an opinion that they want to shout about, go ahead, do whatever you want to do. You can either get it wrong or you can come back to me and complain about it. 
And then I can say the best words in the English language. I told you so. <laughs> well, the reason I brought it up wasn't just because of that that great tweet that we've seen then that has an age I may have had an argument during class with a student. It may have got a bit heated. <laughs> and um, that's the first time I've actually laughed at someone during class. No. <laughs> and well, let's not name them, but who I'm is not gonna na- I'm not going to name them. We were in media, we were in law and ethics class and we'd been talk we'd been talking about sport and like how the, like the polit- politics have been raising and I was making my point of how the NBA in my opinion have done a really good job of making a difference for the black lives matter movement and um let's say it got a bit heated when he in the middle of my point <laughs> decided to say I don't think politics and sports should mix um I mean they quite clearly are mixing so <laughs> Whether you think it should or not has nothing to do with the fact that it is. I may have laughed, re- laughed really loudly and said, entertain me. Entertain me how your unrealistic view might be seen. Um, and I wanted, did I go too far? Because <laughs> this argument went for 18 minutes. <laughs> wow. And was it just a shouting match or was there like good points being discussed each side, do you think? It was good points by me. Good points. <laughs> As we Of course there were of course there were brilliant points being made by you. He was just uh saying lunatic things. It turned into a bit of a tennis match. I just saw people's head in class going left, going right, going left, going right. <laughs> Oh, it's very funny when you see that from the third person it's like happening to someone else and you're like, ha, 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 I'm not getting involved. Yeah, so um, have you ever been involved in one of those situations where you've like kind of just stopped everyone else like, bugger you, that's it, you have pushed me too far. Uh, I don't get pushed that far, but when people have a point and they want to make that point and you cannot change their mind, it can be a problem. I have been told that I am gay... <laughs> You're married. Well, this was before then, when I was clean shaven and a younger boy. This guy was trying to chat me up at a bar, and he kept buying me drinks and said, "No, you're gay," and I, I'm not gay. We're not laughing. We're not laughing like people it's, being gay or anything. We're laughing just the idea that you're being told this. Even though I'm being told, he's got the ring. <laughs> I'm being told this. He's convinced of it. He's like, no, you do musical theatre. You're into theatre. You're into that sort of thing. You must be gay. Look at the colourful clothes you wear. Jeez, that's a bit stereotyping, isn't it? Well, I'm not, and I don't know what to tell you because I'm not. But I'll take the free drinks. Thank you. (laughs) Because, yes, he was trying to chat me up. You didn't lead him on, did you? I was not leading him on. I was saying I'm not gay, but thank you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in that situation, it's nice, but, you know, you don't... Do you assume? I think he just thought. I thought it would be rude. He's just trying to play with me. He's just saying he's not gay, so I don't have to talk to you. But no, it's not the case. It's not the case at all. I just you don't. But when people have these ideas in their head that they think they are right, you cannot talk them down from it. It's like all these people, you know, anti-vaxxers and five G and flat earthers. Like you give them facts and they just go, "Um, "No, your facts are a conspiracy by the government or something." I don't, I don't understand. It's basically because they don't understand it. That's what I would say. It's because they have a lack of understanding in or that. Or don't want or, to understand or it. Or they don't want to understand it and they just 
instantly picks something else. They, it just blows my mind. Like so how like, people's arguments can be manipulated, like turned on their head just to fit their their own hypothesis. Uh, when you get these in group assignments, this is my advice. Let them go and do their own thing. Yeah. Have a backup just in case because yeah. those sort of people are usually wrong. Yeah. If you've got a strong opinion about I anything, you are situation. always wrong. <laughs> That's my theory. I wasn't in, I wasn't in my situation. <laughs> um, do you remember that one in performing arts that day? Uh, yes. Is that when you hit that guy? No, 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 no. One, I never hit someone. I never. That's all rumor that will come out in the LPP podcast. We'll do it anyway. Basically, in the performing arts class that me and Ash were in, we were getting punished. It was around. Oh, it must have been around seven thirty at night, maybe eight p.m. We were doing. It was a re- late. It was, it was very that late. rehearsal. Yeah, it was late, and we look. We weren't putting any energy into the rehearsal. We were done by that point. And I remember the tutor at the time had a big go at us. You have got great facilities at this time. Some of you may be one day rehearsing in warehouses that stink. That used to have asbestos in it. And he like went, you know, if you want to be actors, if this is why you are here, then you will get through this. You will rehearse with all your energy. And at that point, someone put their hand up. I'm not going to name the person. I just think it was really dumb and very selfish while we're getting yelled at to put their hand up and say, excuse me, but I want to be a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Do you just, think that diffused the situation? <laughs> uh, no. And everyone's tensions were at a high point during that production. You've probably heard us talk about that before, but everyone's tension was like wound up as far as it would go. This was late at night. We'd been rehearsing like all day. It's like 7.30. I don't even think we'd had a meal break properly. I think we'd... No, I don't just, think we did. We, we weren't allowed to leave for That's, meal breaks at this point. Yeah, and that, uh, comment that comment... That comment set him off. It set everyone it off. Didn't just set, it didn't just set the teacher off. It set a few of the other, other students off at each other as well. It's just like, why would you say that? And then someone's like, because it's true. And then it was just like, get ready to rumble. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there looking at my watch like, we're not getting out of here anytime soon, are we? Jeez. I don't think we even went to the pub that day. Usually most of those classes, we went to the pub to have a settled out. I genuinely think we just went home. It's like, <laughs> done, going, bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just interested. So if you're out there and you have an opinion of this, how far are you meant to go, when you're meant to stop, give us a message on Facebook. To maybe tell us of an incident that you were involved in that you went a bit far or maybe wish you stopped or maybe if you wanted to go further. I just thought it was really interesting. And if that person is listening to the podcast, well, I proved my point, didn't I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're, listening. Uh, you're listening to The Common Room on Unicast. Sucked in. And Braden would like to make a formal apology for saying you suck to yes. the listeners there uh, at the end of that last <laughs> segment. I do apologise to the listeners. I didn't think that through. I just was. It just came oh, out uh, of you yeah. in a fit of rage. Fit You're of thinking rage. about the sports and politics. Don't mix guy again. Yeah, I'm thinking of that person. No, it must be said. So apologies, listeners. I don't know what came over me. It wasn't aimed at you. Yeah, it was I'll... aimed at you. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs>
So we wanted to talk about the best commercials we've seen on television. Oh, there's so many, Ash, so many. One of my favourite recently was created was the Jeep one, which had Bill Murray, where they yeah, recreated the scene from Groundhog Day. He wakes up much older, he's just like, no, not again. <laughs> and he just sees this Jeep car, he's just like, that's new. <laughs> I just, I absolutely loved it. Just re- recreating that whole scene, the lines as well, the acting was just perfect. And that's a Super Bowl ad. That's how they have the money for doing, yeah. like getting the rights for Groundhog Day and then Bill Murray in it as well. Yeah. Crazy money they have for those ads. So we've written down some of our favourite ads and some ads that we remember, maybe not the best ones, but these are all just opinion. We had no companies come up to us and go, so this is just a review almost. But what were some of the ads that you can remember, Ashton? Well, if we're talking about like high budget ads recently, how has Log got Snoop Dogg? They, a, they must make a ton they must be making a ton to pay Snoop Dogg. Or well, maybe he's got some sort of deal. Maybe he's getting like free, free menu log for whatever he wants. That, that's a good point. Good example straight off the bat. He's got, and of course the Uber is coming back with like they've got crazy celebrities. They've got you name the celebrity. Kim there's probably uh, or Kim Kardashian. Well, she's the face Kim. of Uber Eats really at the moment. Every bus that I've seen in the city recently. Yeah, the Kath and Kim Kardashian ad. That is. Hilaire. Whoever come up, came up with that was a genius. I tell you, you what. Can, you can have your own opinion on that. <laughs> oh, all right. He's not such a fan of the Catherine Kim Kardashian. Boom. Genius. Right there in the making. Uh, other favorite ads that I have, Budweiser ads, are brilliant. Especially, again, another Super Bowl one, but they were just each time. They've been recently very heartwarming ones, but I think they're absolutely brilliant. And they remember, like, the three frogs where they're looking at the sign and they're just going, Bud. Bud, then the second front goes wise, and then you have to laugh. I just thought that was it's something niche, and I just like it. Uh, the problem with that one, it reminds me too much of Metropolitan Plumbing. Metropolitan, Metropolitan Plumbing. plumbing. Oh, wow. The drip noise. Uh, it's like, it's literally but, like but, water torture, but, but, but isn't it? It's we rem- awful. <laughs> but we remember it, though. So does that make a good ad? Like, I can remember that. I remember Lubemobile. 13, was, I think I still remember the number, 133032. Where is that kid now? Yeah, for people that don't know what Lubemobile is, it was a mechanic on wheels. It wasn't... No. 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 That was a different service. <laughs> I love one with, like, a song. Like, you're talking about numbers you remember. You remember that reading and writing hotline one. One three... What was it? One, one three, three double oh, six triple five oh six. That takes And it's talent. genius. It makes, like, it's huge talent to create a random string of numbers into a song that you remember, like, 20 years later. I also still remember it because I still hear it. Frank Walker from National Tiles. From National Tiles. It's the way he says it. It's the way he says it. It has to be the way he says it. It's the only reason it's stuck in your head for all these years. Look, I'll be honest. It's a good ad because everyone remembers it. But as soon as I hear it, I switch it. I'll be honest. Just bang, switch. Just switch like, no. <laughs> no, I can't listen to it again. Please like, don't make that. Cunningham's Warehouse was also good. Two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars. Or the crazy warehouse guy. If you remember this guy, he literally just shouted for like 30 seconds. It's crazy warehouse and we had the packed out sale of everything. We got laundry. Half price. Half price. And then you got air raid sirens going on. <laughs> I love the air raid sirens. This is a nice touch. Woo, woo, woo. It's like you have to get down here and get this lingerie. You have to get these off-brand yogurts or whatever they're selling it's like why do we have to rush down here all this clothing half price really it was half price last week and the week before and for all time 
Boating, boating, camping, fishing is definitely one of my favorite, especially with that song, boating, camping, Look, fishing. You just say the words boating, fun. camping, fishing, and everyone at home has got in their head that tune. That's powerful advertising. I really don't know if the staff would have hated it or loved it. I like to think there was one staff member just always singing it and the rest of them were just ready to murder. <laughs> like they've just heard it on repeat constantly. I, I remember being in school when the Coddy's ad... My dad picks the fruits I sent to cuddle the cordial that I like best. And we always changed it to my dad picks his nose. <laughs> my dad picks his nose to make the cordial. The Coca-Cola Christmas ad was always brilliant as well. Just heartwarming. I love that sort of stuff. If you can get a good Christmas ad, you're oh, on your way to Christmas big ad. profits. Big profits, I think, in my personal opinion. Also, just I think... But that is the secret, isn't it? It's a jingle. Or is it just being so different from the other? Or just being so repetitive that you eventually oh, ingrained in your brain and you can't get it out. Yeah, we all we all know at least one of the... Like, I hate it when the same ad sometimes plays twice. Oh. I'm like, what the heck? They've really targeted this advertising on my YouTube. They're going to play the same ad, like, twice. <laughs> the, the KFC, I think, have really gotten into the, their ballpark. I... Yeah, KFC just, is just like relentless with their advertising. Well, not just relentless. I just <laughs> like how they've got like that 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 saying. What is it? It's like, did someone say KFC? It's almost do, just like, do, yeah, we know it might not be considered healthy, but why not? <laughs> and like you know, every kid in the back of the car is saying, "Did someone say KFC?" And just in the hope that one of the kids are gonna go, that the parents are just honest, gonna turn right into it. I've done it. Me and my girlfriend couldn't pick what we wanted for tea. And I just went, did someone say KFC? And I pulled into the drive-thru. Does that mean I'm a part of the... You're part of the corporate machine. Sorry, Braden. <laughs> but if we're going like way back, everyone knows the happy little Vegemites, right? That's yes. like... Happy that's Australian Vegemites. culture, that is. There's quite a few Australian cultures. Qantas. Oh, uh, Qantas. Banana boat. Well, not, no, banana, fire out. That's what's stuck in my head now. Banana. <laughs> Caramello. They call me Caramello. I remember Caramel. Or um, the Cadbury one. Wouldn't it be nice if the world Cadbury had some brilliant. How good is that gorilla playing the drums? Oh, that was amazing. But was that better than the postman <laughs> biting a dog? Uh, you know, up and down. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I, I can still remember that one. Visually in my head, You're biting a dog, and <laughs> yeah. it just feels so wrong. It's like, what did you do to that dog? But the dog seems to be happy and smiling. It's like, oh, I guess it's fine to eat dog. Dogs go wacko for schmackos. Oh, don't <laughs> even say that. I can't. I can't do the voice. I'm not going to put my throat through that. And the last one I had it was good guys. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. I love a song with a jingle. That's what you want. Or songs with or ads with uh, people, local people. So like your Bunnings ads or like. Well, that is true. They're local. We had a, we had a, a, a classmate who was in a Bunnings ad. Oh, your uh, your shutters and blinds. What's that one? Burns for blinds. Burns for blinds. Love a local person. We love you. Love local ads. If you got a favourite ad, why not write us? You can get us on Facebook. You can get us on Twitter. You can get us well damn near anywhere, can't you? Ash? You can shout it into the streets, and we will hear you. That is a promise. <laughs> for Ash. Um, anyway, it's time for a music break. You are listening to the Common Room on Unicast. Thank you. 
wouldn't it be nice to get down to the Oz Asia Festival this week? Yes, it would be nice. Oz Asia has begun. Or is, is it beginning or begun? It begins uh, on the Monday and we are on the Wednesday today. So it has begun. Yes, it's online this year. They're just doing <laughs> talks online. Thanks for making that really difficult. <laughs> and then... And then on the weekend, they're going to have the Lucky Dumpling Market open at uh, Elder Park. Recommend. If you like dumplings, there's only one place to be. And that's in a food coma after going to the Lucky Dumpling Market. <laughs> uh, why have I got on the run sheet? You've got a memory from Oz Asia. Well, Oz Asia, I got given tickets to a show a couple of years ago. And at this point, I didn't really like know anything about the Oz Asia Festival like being on... It was just completely out the blue. Here are two tickets. And uh, me and my soon-to-be wife then went down to... It was at Her Majesty's Theatre. And we're, we're sitting in our seats and we open the program. We go, oh, it's part of the Oz Asia Festival. And we open up the program to page one. And it goes, oh, this show will be surtitled for non-Mandarin speakers. And we go... You went oh. to a show... <laughs> In Mandarin, and you can't speak a word of Mandarin. I don't know a word of Mandarin. Uh, my wife knows about three words because she studied it for about three years at school. <laughs> and that's how it works. You forget everything as soon as you leave except the swear words. <laughs> but no, we're sitting there and we're going, it's a surtitle. It's going to be surtitle. Well, that's okay. You know, you've been to an opera before. They do that with the Italian operas. I mean, it's probably going to be fine. The problem with this show, however, I mean, firstly, it's a play, and secondly, there are large chunks of it where on the screen it says, actors improvise. But they're, oh, act- they're improvising in Mandarin, and they couldn't put the surtitles off because they're obviously just making it up on the spot. And, like, the audience had no idea. I say the audience. There was a patch, like, near the front <laughs> that were loving it, and there was... <laughs> or a lot of people just looking around confused at each other like I've got no idea what's going on do you have any idea why are they getting all those handbags and putting them on stage I have no idea it could be anything <laughs> oh that's so unfortunate <laughs> and and then like this is the highlight of the performance is like when they go you guys have no idea what we're saying do you <laughs> That's what they say, like, halfway through it. And then, like, they're trying to do a bit of pigeon English so that we can understand because we have no (laughs) idea what's going on. So when offered tickets to an Asia show, try looking it up beforehand. Yeah. Which we didn't do. We got given the tickets on the day. We had no idea what it was about. But it was actually quite a good night. I think I enjoyed it a lot, (laughs) except for, like, the bafflement of having no idea what's going on. That just makes me think how hard it must be for people who are deaf to listen to those shows like that, you know. Oh, yeah. To like to understand through, like, that's why Adam, I think one of the reasons why Adam Hills always has someone do it when he's doing stand yeah. I think more comedians should do that. I understand that it'd be hard. I'd love to see one of those people do a Ross Noble show. Uh, how would they keep up? How are they keeping up? They're not sure what idea is going on now or yeah. next or what have you. It's just complete chaos. Absolutely crazy. I mean, he's got less of a script than we do. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got nothing, people. We've got nothing. Anyway, it's time to get going, though. That was The Common Room. Remember to listen to the podcast on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, but we really need to get going. It's been a great show. See you next time, Wednesday, 3 p.m. on Unicast. I've been Brian Green. Catch you later. See you, Ash. I'm I'm Ashley. Bye. Bye.
that was The Common Room with Braden Green and Ashley McFadden. Email us at commonroomunicast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday, 3pm on Unicast.